Hi, everybody, and welcome to the first 2023 edition of the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm Senior Editor Rex Nelson of the Democrat Gazette, and delighted to have a longtime friend to start 2023, Little Rock Public Relations Executive Jordan Johnson. And uh, when I call you Jordan, one of Little Rock's uh, really important young leaders, I only use young in the sense compared to me just so you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i think i'm about to get my arp card so yeah, yeah, i'm not too exactly young. but uh, i still think of you as a young leader I, I that that says more about me than it does about you at this point but i thought we'd start 2023 uh talking about the capital city where it's going what's happening what we should look for in the year ahead and uh, i, I want to start with a project that you have been working closely on, and uh, I think it's really one of the most exciting things potentially to happen in Little Rock in many, many years, and that's Little Line College up in Batesville. Bit off a big chunk and said, look, nobody's ever started a dental school or a veterinary school in Arkansas. We think there is a tremendous need for that. They partnered with a private corporation. There has now been on the dental end an agreement with UAMS. So this is shaping up to me as just a beautiful, you know, you use that term public-private partnership, but you have a private institution, a public institution, a private corporation, and uh Potentially very, very exciting with the purchase already having been made of the Heifer International Quarters here in Little Rock. This is a big, big opportunity for Little Rock. Uh, Little Rock has needed a shot in the arm. You know, we've had you've had big things happen. You know, periodically the Clinton Library was a big shot in the arm. Uh, you've had other things that have come through the years. The redo of the convention center. Uh, we've got you've got to have iconic things like that to bring people together. This is the next big thing and what what people may not fully understand it's the ripple effect that it brings it brings lots and lots of peripheral jobs peripheral vendors peripheral service providers to these uh, higher education facilities in addition to that you will bring in new groups of people who have never been to Arkansas. So you're going to have an influx of academics, mm-hmm. uh, professors of teachers, and all those types of, you know, bringing different kinds of people with different thoughts and ideas always blend in well with our community. And so uh, they're going to be announcing a dean here in the next uh, few days, right. a dean for the dental school. Well, things seem to be moving ahead very quickly, quite frankly, that, that, that's given next how step. slow academia can be. And <laughs> I, I used to work in academia, so I can relate to that. I, I spent, as you know, I spent five years as president of Arkansas's independent colleges, and Line was one of the colleges mm-hmm. that I represented. So I am biased here. I'm a, I'm a Line fan. Well, and Line is committed not only to Central Arkansas, uh, thanks to One Health's investment uh, with them, but also they remain steadfast and committed to Batesville. They're not going anywhere. And right. so uh, right. this is a, it's good for that region in Batesville. It's really good for this region. And you know, um, 
We thought initially there would be a lot of hesitation, a lot of um, concern from other schools that uh, maybe, you know, line is treading on their on their their turf. And it's been nothing but that. Uh, people have uh, opened up their arms, UAMS partnership, other schools have said, how can we help? How can we be a part of this? So there's some excitement in there. Yeah, a- absolutely there is. You know, I spent a day last year uh, with the folks at the Cromwell firm, one of the state's oldest, most recognized businesses who've kind of led the development of what's known as, as East Village now. And, uh, you know, you look at the fact that when this dental school and the veterinary school are fully up and running between the two of them, between faculty, staff, and students, that's almost going to be a thousand new people almost pouring into that neighborhood every day. I think the so-called East Village could be the next hot uh, neighborhood, not just in Little Rock, but in all of Arkansas. It, it it has it's poised. The things are falling into place, and it if that village, if if that area can grow like it like we think it can, then we connect almost to the airport, mm-hmm. and so we have a continuous downtown all the way down to the airport. Yeah, that is that, and, and then you've got uh, Burkhalter, John Burkhalter's development on the river, marina that, apartments. He will be adding a restaurant, other things in the years ahead. And then if you drive around on the backside of East Village right now, there are houses, new houses being built. Exciting. Exciting. And, uh, you know, the Cromwell people were talking about there are some large pieces of land that are still ripe for development that could lead to big development. So uh, it could add a whole lot. I also see, because I talk about that influx, I also see that is adding to the downtown residential. And, and I've, I've had on this show, you know, the guys I consider the kind of the fathers of modern downtown Little Rock. I've had Jimmy Moses on. I've had Rhett Tucker on to talk about this. And they said, you know, we think the future is more and more residential mm-hmm. downtown. And with that influx of people, I could see things like the redevelopment of the Boyle building or the Donaghy building, the two tallest buildings on Main Street, which are still empty. Is that your sense that that also leads to more residential downtown? I I think it it will because people are going to want to live near the the academic institutions. I mean, it's almost campus-like. And then you throw in the Clinton School, and they've got some growth plans. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you have uh, the Clinton Center, which, you know, at some point will be doing some sort of update and expansion, possibly. You've got... Uh, you've got the density now to bring people back in that area, those areas. And so I think that's the key. Uh, you look right now at downtown, uh, there's a little bit of concern. You have First Security left or is leaving, I guess, right. announced that a couple of weeks ago. Right. Uh, you also have KTV pulling out of Main Street, which, mm-hmm. we, go to Riverdale. which we knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some concerns because that's a that's a hundred plus people that right. are that are not that are that are not in downtown. But I think it's ripe for development. And you also have new things like Aptigee is putting another three hundred people. You have the dental and vet school, um, 
And you saw where the city board uh, recently approved some monies to really put back the ambassador, the downtown ambassador yeah, And I've, I've got a column coming up where I, I talk about that, and I, I think that is just crucial. You have not only the city board of directors, but the Advertising and Promotion Commission that has really gotten behind that. And what the ambassadors are is they aren't policemen walking beats. They're people... That help out. They they walk people to their cars, but but they have walkie talkies. They can get to the police quickly, but they do everything from uh, land helping with the landscaping to cleaning up graffiti to picking up trash. And you and I have been in a lot of great downtowns. We've both been lucky enough to travel a lot, and and it seems to me that. The great downtowns I've been in, if I think back, they all have these ambassador-type programs. It's the visibility and the presence of people that that, that are dressed the same, that are right. there. They have an orange vest or whatever, whatever they're wearing, so, yellow, I, you know. They, that, yeah, and Gabe has done a really good – Gabe Holmes, from our friend, has done a really good job of reintroducing this. I'm glad to see the city and the convention center coming together to put that program back in and actually put some more money into it. This is critical from, you know, the, the corridor about by the Capitol Hotel to Main Street to the River Market. That presence helps deter a lot of things. It also makes people feel safe. Mm-hmm. And, and, and perception is reality. If people feel safe, they, they deem themselves safe. Exactly. So- exactly. I, I think that is just crucial. So we have East Village poised to really take off. We've got the veterinary school on the way. We've got the dental school on the way. We've got perhaps increased residential on the way. Add to it, I think one of the top stories of 2023 will be finally we will open the spectacular Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts. And uh, you sent me, and I posted it over to social media, for, for instance, Architectural Digest. Now, we're not talking about a clickbait site that tries to get people to click like so much of what you see. We're talking about a very respected professional magazine. Had their top architectural destinations in the world. Paris was on there. (laughs) Copenhagen was on there. Sydney, Australia was on there. And Little Rock, Arkansas was on there. Amazing. Well, and it's thanks to the Stevens family uh, for for really making, doubling down and making an investment and raising the capital needed to. I mean, that is going to be a world-class institution. It really is. It really is. And, you know, you talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right now in Little Rock, you've got this. That's that's a good. You've got an ugly component between parts of downtown and, and, and that uh, new facility. And that's the I-30 Bridge corridor right. and 2nd Street, um, you know, areas they look rough right now and it's painful to go through that part of downtown because of all the the changes Mm -hmm. but in three years two to three years that's all going to be clean and and finished and we're going to have a great new bridge i-30 corridor exits on and off ramp all new then we've got this brand new park that's going to be in the middle (laughs) again it was it was on my list but i I will i will set you up for that because All of a sudden, we've got this tremendous open urban space that connects the river market, the main branch of the Central Arkansas Library System. It comes to the front door of the historic Arkansas Museum, so established cultural and entertainment institutions. 
I went down there and walked around in the weeds, Jordan, and you look around, and it's got just a great urban feel with tall buildings around you, unlike anything else in Arkansas. If the city and the people of Little Rock do that right, that piece of land, and I'll let you take off now, but my goodness, what an opportunity. It, it is a hu- in the middle of a downtown corridor, You we removed a major interstate section. Mm-hmm. And, and I know there were a lot of people against the bridge and that sort of thing. We got that out of there. Uh, and there were a lot of people at the table. The bridge structure itself is higher. It's better. It's more open. Uh, it's going to be more passable. And now we can walk north and south from the MacArthur Park and the Fine Arts Institution through the, a couple blocks away to this massive green space, then a couple blocks more to the River Market, to Main Street. It, it is the connectivity that we absolutely had to have um, and I, I'm so thankful for the highway department and, and our city leaders that they worked together. They didn't they didn't draw lines in the sand. They found common ground, and we're going to be beneficiaries of that for generations to come in the next couple of years. You were using that good, bad, and ugly. Let, let me talk about something that's really, really ugly right now. And as you know, I've written about it on a on a regular basis, but. Capitol Avenue is really ugly. I mean, it it should be the Grand Boulevard leading to the front steps Mm -hmm. of our state capitol. Instead, you've got empty buildings. You've got surface parking lots. um, and And I think to take this development at East Village and take it on West... At some point, there has to be a really Mm -hmm. comprehensive development plan for Capitol Avenue. So in my mind in Arkansas, we have three grand avenues. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we have uh, the avenue in Hot Springs going up to the Arlington. Central Avenue is phenomenal. One of the great streets in America. Then then we have Garrison Avenue in Mm -hmm. in, in In Fort Fort Smith, Smith, which is, you know, the widest. Cuts through the heart of the city. Widest street in Arkansas. And they've done a really good job of rehabbing that area with all the public art. in Capitol Avenue, and that—that's you're right. We're, we're failing people on that, and I think there's a there's a massive change you see in the way banks do business, right? And that was a <laughs> banking and, and business and legal yeah, corridor. It was a banking corridor for so long. The the, the law firms have committed to stay. It seems like mm-hmm. uh, I know we've got it's kind of up in the air with the Bank of America building the new ownership, um, but the, the law firms are, are, are seem to be committing to staying in that corridor, which will help. Um, but we've got to have some massive, some massive help along the way, and some commitment from the capital all the way down to the interstate. Mm-hmm. And in talking to people, I, I mentioned Jimmy and Rhett and others uh, earlier. They are hoping that the state also recognizes that this is this is our you know this is our front door. This is the center of government, and that the state is also involved. That it's not just left to the city and. Um, with with Governor Sanders now, she of course is a Little Rock Central High School graduate. Uh, spent her teenage years here in Little Rock when her father was governor. Maybe we will see that, but I, I agree that it's going to take city government, state government, and the private sector all to make Capitol Avenue what it really should be. Well, we've also had we've seen Rex through the through the years government that was a government legal 
corridor. A lot of those government jobs have moved to Riverdale, Riverdale to West Lake. which really hurt and, that corridor. Yeah. And so, you know, hopefully Governor Sanders sees the value in that, and maybe some of her offices and, and, and her executive offices and the support, maybe they can they can take suit up in, in, along those offices along Capitol. That would be helpful. That absolutely it would be. We'll be back with more of the Southern Fried Podcast, but first, this break. Hi, Rex Nelson here. Thanks for listening so far. A lot of the topics we cover here on the Southern Fried Podcast and many more can be found on the pages of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. If you'd like to support this great newspaper's commitment to bringing you the latest in Arkansas news, sports, and entertainment, consider subscribing to the Democrat Gazette today. With your subscription, you'll get a digital edition of the newspaper every morning, along with the latest news and updates delivered to you on an iPad, provided at no extra cost. For just $34 a month, you'll get the same award-winning journalism you've come to expect from the Democrat Gazette, including my three weekly columns, plus exclusive photo galleries, videos, articles, and digital extras all in the palm of your hand. To sign up today, call 1-800-482-1121 or visit us online at arkansasonline.com forward slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm going to spread it on out. We, we focus on the East Village downtown pretty much so far, but on the city as a whole, and I know this has been a real personal interest of yours through the years. It's been a real personal interest of mine, and, and that's our situation with parks. You know, I was so glad to see Mayor Scott at the first of his second term talk again about parks, the need that we may have to try again on a tax proposal, that parks would be a big part of that. We used to use that term a a city and a park because we had so much city parkland. And yet, as you know, Jordan, and I'm going to let you go into this a little deeper, it's massively underfunded. So we've got a lot of land that is in the public domain, but we don't have the funding to really keep it up nicely and really make it something special. And I think you and I and everybody else with an interest in Little Rock agrees that War Memorial Park ought to be our great central park in the middle of the capital city. Amen. I mean, we have more park land per capita than most cities our size. I mean, we were so we're blessed with that. But you're right, we have no dedicated revenue source to, to take care of that. I'm talking about basics of mowing, trimming, pruning, the planting, mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. And so we're always playing catch up. You know, North Little Rock Burns Park's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. The reason North Little Rock Parks are consistently maintained is because they have a dedicated revenue That's source. Right. That's right. They've got the they've got that fourth penny on the A and P tax that goes that this you can't take from it. It's right. guaranteed. Um, 
and there would be there would be several million more dollars if the city were to enact that. And that doesn't take a vote of the people. That's just a vote of the directors uh-huh. uh, to enact that fourth penny. But you're right. Long term, a sales tax is the way to go. It's just got to be sold the right way. Um, clearly, um, it was not well received the last go round. Yeah. I, I put in a column that I wrote several weeks ago that I, I think with the public concern about public safety, about, about the murder rate, I think this time that you have to include the Little Rock Police Department in any sales tax proposal. Uh, That was not done the last time. And I see a combination of public safety and parks, the, the the two Ps, if you will, being something that could be sold to the public I, here. I agree. I think I think it's actually three things. I think it's it's parks, um, I think it's police, and I think it's port. Okay. I think I think they There's will a third do, P, yeah. I, I think they will do uh, historically speaking, um, residents of Little Rock over the last three decades support public safety. They will support parks. What is different over the last decade is that our port has continued to grow and and expand, and there's job creation there. And so I think your combination is right. I think that's what we need. Uh, And we need to refocus back on the police public safety. Uh, People, you know, I hear from people, people don't feel safe. Well, I know crime is, it's it's different today than it was in the 90s. But if people don't feel safe, that's the reality we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. I, I agree completely. Let's go to that third P, the port, because, I, uh, you know, back to your good, bad, ugly, I, I certainly put that in the good category. You know, here we were in the depth of the pandemic in 2020, and very quietly, Amazon comes in here and begins building a facility. Like I said, very quietly, we don't know the exact numbers, but we're thinking Little Rock alone at the port, you have about 3,000 people working there, another 1,000 at least in North Little Rock at a big facility there, a couple of smaller facilities. You know, you could be talking up to 5,000 people. Suddenly, others began to take notice and now you add North Little Rock, you add Maumelle to the equation, you've got Lowe's, you've got Dollar General, you've got Tractor Supply, all building these major warehouses and distribution centers. And at the ports, you've got entrepreneurs coming in and building or reconverting buildings into warehouses now. Central Arkansas really is becoming a logistics and distribution center not on the level of memphis yet but it's it's starting to head that direction well, it is and it's it's at that 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 you know the, the the sectionality of the interstates coming together the river coming together and you know little rock does not have an industrial area except for the port and i'll give credit to the the city leaders and the city voters in 2011 that was the first time they really dedicated significant tax resources and then additional bond resources to acquire land for future development and had we not done that had the citizens not voted on that in 2011 you would not have amazon today right and then they have voted to renew those bonds too and so the port is going to continue to buy land particularly to the south uh, Fioki ammunition just announced um, this fall on a parcel to the south. Right. Uh, Trax is You've over still there. Got, which uh, is a, a wood composite yep. company that uh, builds decks. That's going to be a huge uh, jobs generator so for we, Central Arkansas. So we've got, you know, people say, well, 
everybody who works in the port doesn't live in the port, doesn't live in Little Rock. Well, that's true. They come from 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 counties far and wide, but they spend their money here. They buy their food here. They buy their gas here, uh, and and some of them are choosing to live here. And so, it, it's a good thing. That's a that's a very good promise. Um, promising thing that Little Rock has going for it. And we need to continue to invest in, in those in that infrastructure and resources. And one other thing on the good side, uh, you mentioned Aptigy. I attended their recent announcement because uh, I wanted to do a column along those lines. Already employing 400, they're adding another 300 high-tech jobs in the next few years their founder said at that event he thinks in five to ten years they will be over a thousand jobs i mean that was the first tenant started with one person that was the first tenant in the little rock technology park and we've got the potential here if you look at that kind of job growth if it continues of another all tale in a sense for Little Rock. Well, and that so so you know I compare the the tech part to the modern day era of kind of the UMS incubator. They've mm-hmm. turned out several companies, CTH and others. So now you've got this tech part. It's been there a while. The voters approved that. That was a vision of of, of Mayor Stodel and and others, and it's working. It's this is proof proof that it's working. There's several companies that have come out of this. This is this is the most notable in terms of size wise. That also brings in young talent. Mm-hmm. We we need people to come to grow up here. They got to come back here. We also need more people to come back or come to here. Those types of companies are bringing it. We've got assets like that. We've also got our infrastructure in Little Rock is better second to none. Think about the cold snaps, what happened in Memphis, in Jackson, in, in Louisiana. This recent cold snap, everyone froze up. We didn't freeze up. We didn't lose our water. Right. We didn't lose our wastewater. We we have been investing we in those. lost our pers- basketball court at UALR, <laughs> but, you know, things are going to happen. That's true. That's one thing we That's lost. True. Yeah. But but we've got we've got things. We've got the infrastructure in place with the good water. Uh, we've invested in those facilities over over decades. We've got young energetic companies like Aptigy coming. We've got things going on at the port. We've got the dental and vet. We've got opportunities within the the, the arts community thanks to the Stevens family and the the Fine Arts Center. Yeah. We've got a lot of good going, and that's when you, you if you look at the good, the bad, and the ugly, we still got a lot of good. Yeah, yeah, we we really do. What am I leaving off your list? I, you know, I, I think I'd like one more thing. I think is uh, you know you've you've kind of taught us all about this. Is it's the little stuff over the over the course of a of a of a decade on all your writings and musings and and talks. You talk about you know cities need to do the little things. They mm-hmm. got to do the basics. And that's what that's what defines, you know, a great city. Well, we need to pick up the litter. Yeah, we, we, we we've got to do a better job of staying on top of the graffiti. We've got to fix the potholes when they appear. The little things like that will go a long, long way in first impressions and other for for people coming into our community. Yeah, I take it though from all of this. Again, this is our start of 2023. 
we, we've got uh, further development uh, toward the dental school and veterinary school we expect this year. We've got the opening of the Museum of Fine Arts. Uh, I, I take it you're a glass half full guy, though, when it I, comes to Little Rock I'm right a glass, now. I'm a glass half full, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow a quote from um, our good friend, President Clinton, in 1993 at his inauguration. Mm. <laughs> said, uh, what is wrong with America can only back be cured by what is right with America. And I think you apply that same thing to Little Rock. What yeah. is wrong with Little Rock can only be cured by what is right with Little Rock. And we've got a lot of right going on. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I, you know, I think we have to point out the wrong. The murder rate is far too high, the highest in history last year. We've got to get those dozens of empty positions filled in the Little Rock Police Department. I have harped on that in my column. But Again, back to the good. I'll, I'll give you one example. If you take the money raised for the new Museum of Fine Arts, formerly the Arkansas Arts Center, if you take the building that the symphony is about to build, speaking of East That's Village, right. right down in that area too, and then if you add in the more than $70 million we spent on the Robinson Center to make it just a tremendous facility for off-Broadway productions, everything else, a few years ago. Just those three facilities, Jordan, I did the math, that's over $200 million in capital investments for the arts. I don't think you're going to find many cities that have made over $200 million in investment for the arts in their downtown in recent years. Particularly in the South. Yeah. That's exactly right. So we've got a good, good, you know, solid foundation on which to build. If we can do the little things, if the city board and the mayor can come together and have a vision for where we need to go, where we need to grow, uh, that sort of thing, we, we, we've got the building blocks. We just got to execute. Yeah. And again, we have to understand, and I'm preaching to the choir here, but I preach it in my column all the time, the expanded definition of economic development in the 21st century. In the last century, it was about go out, let's get a plant, and they'll bring 700 jobs to town. Now it is things that will attract and keep young, talented people. So Little Rock is blessed with a great culinary scene. Yes. Brew pubs, distilleries. I mean, things like that are economic development in the 21st century. They are. You add those in the trail system and what is nearby at uh, Pinnacle Mountain State Park, and that new they're redoing the visitor center there, uh, Rattlesnake Ridge, all the, the, the what the Walton family has done, the Walton brothers have done on the mountain bike trails. I mean, yeah, we've got we've got the ingredients, and then the culinary scene. I mean, I we've got we've got some great barbecue that mm-hmm. and rights is coming along. I can't wait to have sit down with well, yeah, you on that. You and uh, I may have to do a food show here. <laughs> actually, actually, we'll do a separate show just on that. So wave your magic wand. Five years from now, we're, we're at the corner of Capitol and Scott as we tape this, right in the middle of downtown Little Rock. You walk out of here. You start walking around downtown. What do you see five years from now that's different from what we would see today? We don't see the ball building and others boarded up. Uh, we right. see we see a, a mixed-use development in, in the Bank of America building. Uh, we see walkability in our city. People feel safe. People feel secure. You've got the impediments of the interstate removed. You can walk 
at, from MacArthur down the river market. We do the little things, picking up the litter. We we have a coordinated effort for that, graffiti. I mean, that that and then top it off, move over to, to to what I call our Central Park War Memorial Park. We have a plan for that, and and. You know, you see people walking. You see more people using that park, and it's not tended to mm-hmm. than ever when it was uh, it was a, a duffer's paradise. If you will. I, 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 I love to play golf there, but that it, it's it's being used. There there are mothers pushing babies in strollers. That tells you they feel safe. Now we got to put a plan together to make it better use for everyone. All right, Jordan Johnson, thank you. Thank you very much, and thanks for for your advocacy for our Central Arkansas. And thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Southern Fried Podcast a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.